You know, like all the other parents, they had all nice cars, new cars. Our cars were like crap. <laughs> and I'd be like, yeah, that's my mom. Great. Yeah. yeah my, mom was, my, my mom was driving chitty chitty bang bang. <laughs> yeah. We had a, we had you a. Hear her coming from a mile away. <laughs> we had a Ford. <laughs> Here comes the Pinocchio family. <laughs> okay, kids, we can't hit the brakes or this thing will fall apart. <laughs> Is your mic on, Chris? Yep. Working. Now Working. they say I got a drinking problem. No, no that's, that's not, not it. That's not That's not a song. Different song. Dude. Okay. Did you know that um, Taylor Sheridan? Yo, yeah. did you know that? Okay, are we starting? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Welcome to Silly Graham Podcast. So I was singing a different song that's called Drinking Problem. Yeah. That, that one is by um, Midland. Midland. What are you guys singing? That's a, isn't that a Kenny Chesney song? Yeah. Kenny Chesney. It's a sneaky fudge nugget. Hey, I got a question for you. Yeah. Did you know Maybe that Taylor Sheridan... Yeah. Your baby boy. Uh, did you know the Taylor Sheridan, the producer and the, or creator of Yellowstone? Yes. Shivers is the same guy that wrote Sicario. Yeah. Yes, we talked about we this talked on the whole show. This. We did. Yes. Oh, jeez. I'm sorry. That might. He's also the Tulsa King creator, which I love. Dude, we that was the whole topic of that podcast. Did we? Yeah. I have to watch those movies still. Oh my gosh, we did talk about that. Yeah. Oh, some people say I got a drinking problem. Uh, that's the that's that's the Midland song. I am so confused <laughs> right now about the drinking problem song. That's the Midland song. People now you're singing say mine. I got a drinking problem. Yeah. I don't know. Nope. No. I quit those. Ever? What, Chris, what was your favorite they childhood call it snack? A problem, I call it a solution. Oh, yeah, a um, uh, uh, premium plus crackers with peanut butter and raisins. Premium plus crackers. I was only allowed to have whole wheat premium plus crackers. Oh, <laughs> it kind of ruins it. Yeah, they sucked. I don't know. That was my favorite childhood snack. I think oh. Oreos are always good. Oreos are You were allowed to eat good. Oreos as a child? Yeah. Did your parents love you? No. Oh. Italian families are like that. They kind of like, they just let their kids eat crap. Yeah. My lunches for school were always the most unhealthy lunches, and nobody would ever trade with me. You were probably allowed to eat cheese Whiz. I used to get a... Dunkaroos. Peanut butter and jelly Dunkaroos. sandwich. Carrots and a juice box. It was terrible. I never got a juice box. I was allowed to have that stuff like once a year on the last day of school. Really? Yeah. My mom would buy Dunkaroos and juice boxes and Ecto-cooler? chips and stuff. Yeah, we totally. I never <clears throat> I never got any of that good stuff. No. Nope. Mine was... My mom used to make... Like all the cookies in our house were homemade. And they probably they had sucked. like broccoli. No in them sugar. Yeah, it was disgusting. Yep. 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 Bran muffins. Yep. It's why, Ga- that's part of the reason why Gabriel's so self indulgent. 
know what I mean? Like we never had Oreos, so he yeah. he eats double stuff, triple stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you go into Gabe's apartment, it's well, it's yeah, it's it's a mess. It's a lot of Oreos. It's yeah. a lot of Oreos. But now I look back, and I would rather have the lunches that my mom packed me than what all my other friends were getting, because my friends were getting like they were getting like 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 microwave craft dinner you know ones you just like add water and like yeah. stir they're yeah, getting yeah. like that kind of gross stuff my mom was making us like you know Tamales. sub sandwiches mm-hmm. and like thermoses with good like steak and potatoes and stuff that's true we actually wow. did have good food yeah we had lasagna yeah. a lot yeah we had like yeah i got hot meals for lunch like every day Same. oh dang i did yeah. i didn't get the unhealthy stuff and i didn't get healthy stuff because she made me pack my own and i didn't pack well because we all went to christian school didn't we yeah yeah did you go to christian school I did. yeah did okay. you yeah i had a, no, micro- I had a microwave in my yeah. classroom mm-hmm. so my last two years of my last two years of uh of high school i was in a public high school and the cafeteria was amazing dude and you just let it all go yeah if you had five dollars that was like having 30 bucks at mcdonald's at yeah. a cafeteria yeah you yeah you get a pizza for a dollar hot dogs for a dollar I'd get like five things. For Dang. Yeah, and and in high at that those years I was working, so I had money. You had money. I had walking around money. Oh yeah. Get ahead, rocking around money. Yeah, yeah. Get it. Don't play that. Yeah. Shit. yeah. Exactly. I I, uh, I tried to start a burger business in high school, and it got shut down at my commie commie Christian school. Are you serious? Yeah. They're like, you can't make money off of other students. I'm like. Says who? You guys don't you, have a cafeteria. Yeah, I know. <laughs> exactly. I know. You're, their parents are sending them with money to buy hamburgers. Yeah. So I think they're okay with it. Got we, shut down. One time we that put ticked a, me off. Oh my god. One time we I put a sign up. All I took, I made like fifteen signs and put them up all over school and announced that like the next day was going to be Nacho Day and to bring money and everybody brought money and it was a total lie. <laughs> <laughs> you did that. <laughs> That's funny. So when nobody people were like, "This is a total lie." What is this? I got. <laughs> I got Chris Palmer, dude. I got it's a total lie. Chris is going to submit his thesis, and it's going to be like you know, it's a total long, lie. This long, elongated title, yeah. and then it opens up, and it's just clear. It's like 365 pages of just clear sheet paper. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, where is this? He's like, it was a total lie. It's a total Your lie. Advisor's like, what are you kidding me? What were we reading? I was critiquing something. He's like, no, you weren't. That never happened. It's all a lie. You get a call down to my advisor, and he's like, he's not a student of mine. I've never heard of him. (laughs) (laughs) The eggs were a lie, Steven. (laughs) Banger. Banger University doesn't even exist. (laughs) It certainly doesn't sound like it exists. Where'd you get your your PhD, (laughs) Banger University? It's as good as a J.D. Power and Associates Award. Yeah, basically. (laughs) Did your guys' parents drop you off at school? Yes, my mom did. My parents did, and we were so poor, our cars sucked, and I was embarrassed of how like disgusting our and bad our cars were. You know, like all the other parents, they had all nice cars, new cars. Our cars were like crap, and I'd be like, "Yeah, that's my mom." Great. Yeah, we had the huge van. Oh, you had the yeah. We had the the purple (laughs) tusk. You guys know the vans, the big Astros or the Safaris? Those are my mom. My my mom was driving Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Yeah, we had a we had here a, coming from a mile away. We had a Ford. <laughs> here comes the Pinocchio family. <laughs> okay, kids, we can't hit the brakes or this thing will fall apart. Everyone barrel out. roll out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tuck and roll, bitches. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that one just slipped out. <laughs> wow. Wow. We had a Ford Windstar. 
All my friends, all my friends it does cost to, Yeah, all my friends would go to Cuba for March break. I'd stay home and then we went camping wow, in the you're, summer. Wow, you're you're okay, so that's the difference between going to a Christian school in Waterloo and going to a Christian school in Hamilton. <laughs> oh yeah, well half of the kids that went to my Christian school like they like didn't go to the church or anything. Yeah. It was just like it was a private school. Totally. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, so the our church school in Hamilton. Okay, so for starters, it's in Hamilton. Yeah. Okay. Hamilton. Hammer. It's like Hamilton's like the it's Detroit. Pittsburgh. It, yeah, it's Pittsburgh or Detroit. Yeah. It's a, there's a steel mill, and there's a bunch of Italians that do and a lot of smog that that work there, and they they work in waste management or they work in you know what's, yep. a, uh, what's it called when you work outside and you do people's lawns and all that landscape. Yeah, that. Anyways, long story short, I can't. I couldn't <laughs> find it. Um, I was looking and it's like it's not there. <laughs> I uh, went the drop, did the drop down. It was like, nope, it's not there. You need alpha brain. Yeah, exactly. So, anyways, long story short, uh, like if a kid went to, if 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 a family in our church could afford to drive to Florida, that was like, and they drive because they couldn't fly because that's how broke our Christian school was. There'd be like one family, like, yeah, we're all going to Florida for two weeks for March break. It's like, yeah, oh, what are you guys made of money? They like they drove down. It's yeah, a, and that two, was bougie. It's two days drive, dude. There was there was there was the levels. There was the kids that would fly to Cuba, Dominican Republic for March break. Then there was the kids that would cross the border to Buffalo or Detroit and fly down to Florida for right. March break. Right. And then there was the kids that would drive down to Florida for yeah. March break. Yeah. And then there was the kids that would stay home for March break. That was us. That was us. Do you want to hear the saddest story <laughs> of all time? Yeah, we worked on March break. There was this poor. <laughs> I probably I think I went to like old British forts in March break. Like <laughs> I've been to every British fort in Ontario. Same Fort Henry, Frontenac, Fort George, yep. Frontenac, yep. yeah, and Quebec actually, and Nova Scotia. I've been to every British fort. In I've Canada. been to Gettysburg, walked it with my parents in the U.S. Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. Sucked. Yeah, that sucks. Yep. Want to hear the saddest story ever? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, there, was a poor, there was a poor kid in my class when I was like in fourth grade. Wait, to- wait, 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 wait. We need a sad story. Yeah. There's this poor kid in my class. His name was Matt. Lightfoot. Matt Lightfoot was poor. <laughs> and we know this because he wore the same clothes every day. Mm-hmm. I did and too. He would buy his we shoes at Unified. He would buy his shoes at Walmart. And they were Everlast shoes. I remember those. Wait, wait. wait well, the music was good. Matt Lightfoot one day <laughs> came into school bragging that he got all C's on his report card. <laughs> Because he wasn't only poor, but he was a rocket. (laughs) (laughs) That was a good punchline. And he said, guys, I brought my port card home to my my dad and showed him that I got all C's. (laughs) And what did his dad say? He said my dad was so proud he took me to Hardee's. (laughs) (laughs) And and I got a number three and I ate the whole thing. (laughs) 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 There's more? more. His parents didn't graduate high school. I had like a sensitive heart back then before I started meme and stuff. And I was so sad I started crying when I got home and I told my my mom that he's poor. So my mom took me to to Target or like to CVS or something. And I bought him two packs of basketball cards, and I gave them to him the next day. That's really oh. sweet. Yeah. Before yeah. you were a cold, heartless memer. Yeah. That is really funny. <laughs> Yo, so <laughs> his dad was so proud he took him to Arby's, <laughs> <laughs> and he got all C's. C's. 
dude i basically <laughs> i basically like grew up in a japanese family like if i didn't get something like if i got an a minus or a b plus like my parents would be like so what what did you do wrong why why isn't that an a plus or an a plus <laughs> plus like that's the house i grew up in yeah, our school a 75 was a fail at our school oh yeah wow that was ppc PBC was every six points. What, what are what are we are six, every six points, aren't we? At South Seminary, dude, I yeah, no, graduated seventy five below. Seventy four is a fail. I no. graduated. I graduated high school with six extra credits. With six extra credits because w- I was taking grade twelve courses in grade ten and eleven. Did you get but all, I was did you never. Get what? All, did you get all A's? I'll tell you that story. So, but I was I was never eighteen when I was in high school because my birthday's in September. So by law, I had to be at high school full time. So I graduated with six extra credits because I just had to be at school. That's so weird. That that would be a school bylaws because... um, Yeah, it was was the region. Yeah, my my, uh, high school allowed part-time. And... I had to do a victory lap because I was lock- I was like missing like two credits because of my stupid Christian school. Yeah, we were the opposite. Our Christian, our, our school is ahead. I have I have frequent nightmares that I that I wake up and 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 I think that I haven't graduated high school. Oh yeah, let me <laughs> oh say God. something. That happens to me once a month. <laughs> let me. I, I have this reoccurring <laughs> something similar. Yeah. I have a reoccurring dream. It I probably have it every month for years that there's an there's a class an English class that I haven't taken mm. and it's missing. And I like, I, I, I like I, it's on my schedule, but I haven't gone to class and I haven't turned in the work. Jeez. Dude, you know what sucked is, yeah, that my grade 12 year, my only required credit was English. And I went to summer school to get an English credit so that I could breeze through the whole year. And then I went and I met with my guidance counselor on day one and she was like, no, you can't do that. You have to be in school full time. So literally, I didn't need any of the credits. Jeez. My grade twelve year, hmm. That's and I, crazy. I almost didn't, I almost was, didn't, I almost didn't graduate. English was my favorite class in school. That that year, our region put in put in one of those laws where you can't get late marks. Oh right, so you could just hold off. So I did the math the first day when I got my syllabus, and I realized that if I handed in uh, two assignments and did the exams. And nothing else, I would I would be able to pass. So my parents freaked out because my midterm report card I had like a thirty three percent, and like the teachers were trying to meet with my parents and everything. And the last two weeks I did, and and like my parents were like really pissed, but I was like, nah, I got this. And they were like, okay, you do it your way this year, but when you fail and you have to redo grade twelve, you're gonna do it our way. And I was like, well, just wait and see. So the last two weeks of school, I did all of my assignments and I graduated with an 88 average and I got into all the schools I applied for. <laughs> okay. Okay. You hear and some, it still, you still hear some, makes my mom so mad. You want to hear something crazy? So, so at PPC, um, there, I, I suppose it's like any college, like you have professors that are just great teachers yeah, and you have professors that are not good teachers and you you enjoy the professors that are great teachers and they're engaging, and you can't stand the classes of the teach of the of the professors that like they're just not good teachers, right? Mm. That was Amy Dahl for me. Yeah, it would it would vary, you know, depending because because for some people maybe who my brother and I would like, it would be maybe too 
you know, dry or heady or whatever it was. And they would just like something that was a bit more social and engaging. To me, it was just a waste of time if the teacher was just like, you know, well, let's talk about this. It's like, I don't want to talk about anything. Teach me. Like, mm-hmm. show right. me, sh- you know, show me the secret things that belong to the Lord our God, you know? Um, At this Christian school. Yeah. Yeah, well, no, this is at Bible College, yeah, exactly. Oh. So all that to say, um, my brother and I, we, there were semesters that were so bad and because you'd, you'd get these classes and you wouldn't have all your favorite teachers, and so we just wouldn't go to class. And so I think Gabe and I went on academic probation a number of times. <laughs> it was just like... Not going. Yeah, I'm not going. This yeah. sucks, exactly. I'm just tired. I'm just going to sleep in. I just had no reason that I wanted to go. But it was a small enough school that it was really obvious when you didn't go to class. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And the school judged you by attendance. That right. sucks. So, yeah. So you were allowed to miss, like, I think two classes, like, without a reason. And then after that, you had one sick day. And then after that, it just started to hit your grades. That kind of, it kind of is the issue with those education systems because I hated classes where it was all fluff and all illustrations and all stories. Like even when I did some online Bible college before, like whatever, I hated the fluff. Yeah. But I guess some people like that, mm-hmm. the and they just want mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, tell me more stories so I can understand this. But it, it just bothered me. It was just it was eighty percent fluff. Yeah. Waste of time. Yeah. Did you guys have? Did you have at PBC that like fifty year old guy who takes the school or the classes really seriously in the lectures? Fifty year old? Yeah, absolutely. Fifty, sixty. Yeah. Yep. Because there would be 19-year-olds and they, nobody wanted to be in the class, but then the 50-year-old's there and he's like all in. Absolutely. I love that. Do you have some of those at your other school that you teach there, at? I've said this before. There was a guy, he was like 55, 60 years old my freshman year, and he called me Jason. And I never corrected him. And for four years, I was Jason. <laughs> <laughs> and he'd walk past me in the hallway and be like, hey, Jason. And my friends would look at me and I'd be like, just go with it. <laughs> That's brilliant. Was this before or after you got a cold, memeing heart? Mm. That must have been before. Cold, cold heart. I think the heart came long before the memes came. Undone by you. Um, cool. Okay, so Everett, what buttons do you have? Uh lots of fart buttons. Of course. Oh. Okay, Asbury Revival. Yes. Let's talk about it. We have memes. Actually, you need a revival sound. I got one for you. Hold on. Okay, here's one. Revivalist showing up to the Asbury services. Somebody uh, commented and said, somebody commented and said, someone actually showed up with the flags and tried to do a march around the room, but he was asked to leave. They're trying really hard to keep the revivalist types out. Yeah. Amen. Say that again. Do that one more time. <sighs> he said, here's the meme. It says revivalists shown up to the Asbury services. Revivalists, yeah. Okay, <laughs> let's 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 talk about revivalists, then let's talk about what's happening at Asbury. Because I actually I'm a fan of what's happening at Asbury. Yeah, same. I'm a huge fan of it. Anytime like people are like, okay, f- f- starters, Wesleyans are worshiping and praying. Like they're doing what they're actually supposed to be 
doing? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, one thing they're known for. Yeah. Like Wesleyan, I don't know if you've ever been to a Wesleyan church or you know like anything that's happening in the Wesleyan, in the Methodist uh, denomination, but like Methodism is like the Episcopalian church. Like they're like, they are far gone. Right? Like all those, all like the Methodist, the first churches in America to like embrace like trans ministers were Methodists. I'm pretty sure. The first school, the first college I went to for a semester was United Methodist. Yeah. I don't know. I, I would go to the church and it wasn't, it was okay. There's some, there's some that are conservative, right? Like the denomination is, I believe the denomination is split. An, I don't know much about it. I know, I know one of the guys that I, one of the scholars I like is a Methodist. He's pretty conservative. Who? Len Sweet. Oh, Leonard Sweet's Methodist? Yeah. Well, so is, um, sh- uh, skimmer rinky dinky dink. Ben Witherington. Lutherans are pretty liberal. Witherington teaches at Asbury. Yep. So does Keener. So does Fred So Long. do you think the faculty are actually partying? 100%. There? Yeah. 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 Oh, no, They're absolutely. Yeah. They're down for it. Remember Fred Long was with us and. Is he in it? He's at Asbury, yeah. Well, we should get uh, a check-in with him. We should. We cool. should. He's our man on the inside. We should actually drive up. I was, I'm for it. How yeah. far is Asbury from here? Three hours. Three hours? Yeah, gonna, we should go up. I was going to go yesterday, but I saw the TikTokers there, and I'm like, yeah, no. Is actually, it, that would be better. We should go when all the TikTokers are there. Let's go next week. Okay. If drive it's up still, on Monday. If it's still, if it's still going. going. Uh, I can't drive up on Monday. Tuesday. The, the flame has not gone out. Yeah. All right, yeah, we'll it'll we'll, still be going. We'll film on the road. Do you think, how many hours, will that beat their previous record? If they if they keep it going to next week, oh dude, they're it's gonna keep going. If you don't know anything, if okay, do you know what revivalists do? Re- the thing is, okay, there's there's like three things I think that I've observed. Okay, first thing is there's a sovereign move of God that stirs people to worship and to prayer, right? And that's really cool. And I believe, and I wholeheartedly believe that what's happening at Asbury is is, is a visitation. Absolutely, yeah. that's so awesome. Particularly. And the reason why I believe it is because of because of where it's happening and what who these people are. You know, like these are not charismatics, right? You know what I mean? Like charismatics have revival all the time. And that's why yeah, they're always trying to whip it up. Yeah, that's why my, my issue with revival is like right. it's such right. a it's such a it's such a a manufactured word. Right, it means absolutely nothing right now. You know, like I believe that there's a visitation of God and that the Lord is stirring people's hearts to worship, and that's fantastic. I don't right. know if I'd call that a revival. If that makes sense. Um, but but th- that's that's another discussion. A renewal, perhaps. Yeah, uh, you know exactly. A an renewal, a, a visit, an outpouring, a visit. Exactly. Us charismatics, we have language for this type of stuff because we're used to that. Yeah, exactly. We're used to it. Exactly. Every Sunday, dude. Exactly. <laughs> so, all that to say, though, um, I think this is what's going to happen. Number one, it's going to go for like years. Mm. Number two, it'll start feeling really manufactured in months. Right. Number three, there will be a lot of books, CDs, or CDs, albums, songs. <laughs> like these movements always, there's always Tape songs. cassettes. Yeah, people, ministries will be birthed from this and they will be the new heroes teaching at the next charismatic conference. You know, whoever, whoever's, you know, leading it, they're going to, they're going to tell you all what happened, but it's like, what we know what happened. What happened was God right. showed up. And the people. So you were, think you think this will go on for years? Absolutely. Wow. But, but it'll be like the Toronto. It'll be like the the Toronto blessing. Uh, yeah, yeah, the Toronto blessing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It'll be like they'll stretch it out. 
people will people start will start barking. Yeah, ten years later, people were still barking. You yeah. know what I mean, and it's like what what really happened was probably about a solid year and a half. So right. is it all nighters going on? Yeah, continued services. And um, today, Asbury's Instagram said that uh, Lee University is now starting to experience the same thing. Where's Lee? Good. It's in Tennessee. It's two hours. It's actually a campus wow. that I go to when I do uh, my banger seminars. Is this why we've been re- relocated to Tennessee? Well, this is a part of our... I think Everett's going to spearhead the next revival in Franklin. Yes, he is. Yeah. Well, the catalyst for revival is repentance, so you can count me out. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because you have nothing You have nothing to repent of. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. I love that. I love that for you. Yeah, it's... it's uh, People are coming in. Josh, one of my friends, Josh, uh, a pastor in California, he... Flew from Cali to, he's there right now. Is he a grad from Asbury? I don't think so. He's just a cool cat. He's just charismatic? Yep. Pentecostal? Yep. Yeah. It's like, this is like hunting to the bees. Yeah. People. <laughs> well, that's the, uh, that was sort of the meme because I, because I was thinking about when this happened over the weekend. I'm like, it's just a matter of time before all the revivalists, the glory realmers mm-hmm. start showing up. Dude, you should, you should make a meme of like a huge ant colony. With all the ants going into the little tiny hole, and it should be like charismatics going to Asbury right now. Heading to North Carolina. Is it North yeah. Carolina? No, uh, Kentucky. Kentucky. Oh, it's Kentucky. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Kentucky. Yeah. And Lexington, right? It's Wilmore. Okay, but it's, uh, it's Wilmore, but it's close to there. Yeah. It, well, I like. Has Taylor that. Ransom gone? No, but I, I don't know if. He, yeah, I'm sure he will. You know what I like about this is that it's happening at a university, an edge, uh, a school. Mm. We should get Taylor Same. to do. Prophetic check-ins for us. That would be good. <laughs> like a weather report. <laughs> revival. Yeah. What What do you think about revivalists, Chris? The classic Glory Rummer type revivalists, the stereotypical ones? Yeah. Oh, man. I think it's just there's just manufactured fabrications, drumming stuff up. Totally. It's, it's a brand. Um, it's a brand. And it, it's a brand, yeah. And it's just sort of, revival is supposed to be like a special thing. You know the way that I understand it right. to be. It's you're reviving something. Something's coming alive that wasn't alive, and for for you to always say every like, like, because everything becomes revival. Oh, we had revival, mm-hmm. and then you look at it, and it's just you know, it's not. It was a lively worship service. Lively worship service, yeah. or it's people or, come to the altar. It's not yeah, revival. Yeah. It's just spirit led. So, and in best case scenario, it's just spirit driven church. Right, the spirit God's moving in the church. People are getting healed. It's just New Testament church. But also, also. Okay, so for example, there's a guy who who posted online uh, recently in his church, and he's like, "Revival's happening everywhere," and it's just like it's just charismatics doing charismatic stuff, right? Yeah. Right. And it was like small, yeah. you know, groups of people just like doing, real be, being very ecstatic. It's all learned behavior, right? You know what I mean? It's like yeah. it's nothing out of the realm of the ordinary. It's the it's it's the charismatic liturgy, right? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I've seen it. You know, it's like, what's the... Yeah, we've talked about this. I mean, charismatics don't think they're... They think that the more spontaneous, the more spirit-driven it is, but there is there is non-spontaneous as anybody else because they have a liturgy. Yeah. You know when the service is going to start, you know when the service is going to end. You know, at the end of the service, they're going to lay hands on people, and that's how the service is going to go. And that's just as liturgical as any other order of... Is it creating a false, like a false um, desire for that? Or not false desire, but like a... I, let me say this. I, w- I was with Nate. I was very blessed 
all jokes aside, I was very blessed by uh, what was happening at Asbury because when I was watching the video, it actually had tears in my eyes. And actually, the night on, when I texted you, Brian, on a Sunday night, I dreamt about it all night. Like there was a desire in me that wanted to go. I'm not saying it's God or prophetic, but it's like there was a longing in me because what I was sensing there was something so pure and genuine. Um, right. That I was I was going to go up there, but it was we had a lot of work to do that day. But I'm going to go. I yeah, can't same. wait. I'm going to go. And I'm sure that there's going to be something transformative in cool. that experience. Yeah, I think. Yeah, let's there, go. I think that the the sense of, I think that God honors anytime people draw near. Mm-hmm. Right. So anytime people are just like, God, I want more of you, and I want you know that the Lord is honored. You know, so it's like He's honored when you give, when you lift your hands, when you, anytime you make a motion towards Him, He's honored. Right. And then. Um, you know, collectively, you know, when people begin to, you know, seek God, and like, you know, my dad, I remember my dad telling me about how in uh, the early Pentecostal days, like, they would, they'd call it tarrying, and they'd tarry, and they'd just literally wait and pray and worship until people started speaking in tongues. Right. Like, so, like, for example, like, you know, we pray for people to speak in tongues, we're like, okay, that was good, that was a good, solid 20 minutes, and... Uh, and we'll we'll see you next Sunday. You know, like, but they would like literally they wouldn't go anywhere, you know, until there were manifestations. Now I don't know necessarily how I, tip I totally feel, but there is something about, um, you know, waiting, you know, in in not not in a passive way, but in an active way, right? You know, like kind of like like pressing, just leaning, yeah, yeah, yeah leaning in. Yeah, it's like uh, yeah, it's like the hundred and twenty in the upper room. You know, like they weren't just, it wasn't passive waiting, it was active waiting. Yeah, I remember you're uh, working for your dad. We would do that in, in staff meetings. You would do listening prayer mm-hmm. and you just go, just like, just pray in the spirit until until you feel like you've received something. Right. And you always receive something. Yeah. That's the crazy thing. Yeah. Totally. Like there's never a time where you're like, yeah, I was praying the spirit for 45 minutes. I don't think I really got anything out of it. Right. <laughs> that never happens. Right. Yeah. I, like as I was saying before, I like that it's happening at a school yeah. because schools and universities were always, in many cases, historically spearheads for what God's doing or not just places of education, but schools are always intricately part of the church. Mm-hmm. That's cool. The church yeah. and the clergy and yeah. the schools and universities were always together. And that makes and, me happy to, to be doing what we're doing. Totally. Absolutely. Absolutely. That, uh, yeah. I mean, is it prophetic that it's happening at a school? I hope so. Me too. Right. I think, I think you can, the other thing too is, I think you can affirm a move of God and you can, and you can also critique the the paraphernalia <laughs> you know what i mean which is basically right. anyone that's coming from the outside right now right exactly so <laughs> right, my, my right. critique is not of a, move, of a of a genuine move of god or a visitation of the holy spirit it's the streamers or, yeah exactly or these or you know people who are otherwise not charismatic who are you know pr- you know what i mean just doing to me you know once again it's like you know we uh instagrammed today like uh there are prayer schools that have been going literally for years now, twenty four seven. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and and nobody ever calls it a revival. Revival. It's totally because it's just it's part and parcel with the charismatic experience. You know what I mean? Like long meetings and people getting healed and you know all that kind of stuff. It's just like that's kind of how we roll. I mean, like look at Bethel for crying out loud, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
and that's I mean part of the reason why Bethel has become so, so you know it's been so much of a mecca you know for charismatics. Um, Toronto was that for years, uh, for a decade at least. But um, yeah, Asbury it'll do the same, and it's it, there's just this there's, there's this strange culture around revival where people well, you know it's it's just there's just there's weirdness, and that's kind of what we're you know critiquing. We're not critiquing a genuine move of God. Also, right. I'm I'm thankful for specifically the Toronto one. I think I've shared this before, but my parents got saved and filled with the Holy Spirit during the Toronto renewal at TCAF. Really? Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah. What? And then they moved out of Christian Reformed Church and went to Koinonia. Wow. It changed my life. What I, like, wow. I'm not right. who I am. Yeah. What, I, what I think, what, what impresses me about Asbury so much, and when I, cause I, when I was reading all the Pentecostal from 1906 to 1920, and I was like, okay, like what thread did that have versus what I see already going on in, in uh, the Asbury thing? But it's pure-heartedness. There's just this pure-hearted innocence. And like when I'm, like, I'm so touched, it'll bring me to tears. I'm so touched to see, like, I don't miss a story that Asbury posts because just the way they're languaging things, the way they're talking about the, the revival, it's just very innocent and pure and with Christ in mind. And it's just, they're focused on repentance and forgiveness. And you can tell that there's something very precious about right. it. It's very special. And it's not like they're trying to do it for the sake of doing it. It's just, and I think everybody's seeing that. And it's exciting people and bringing them to it because I think the, the reason I want to go to the revival because I'm like, you know, there's something deep in me that needs to be touched by that transformation. I need that. And it's like, if that's where God is working on people, well, then I want to go and be part of it. Yeah. Right? And, I, and, I, and, and, and God bless them for protecting that revival from like what Nathan's talking about is... The styles. Yeah, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It needs to be protected. And it will be. The monetization. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, exactly, absolutely. Yeah, but I felt I felt inwardly drawn to it. You know, like I I need to be part of it. And if it continues, oh, I'm going to be up there. And you don't know, you know, you just don't know what'll happen. God will work. Totally. I might have to shut down our meme page after that. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm pretty sure what released this revival was when we put up the meme of the guy with the sword. True. <laughs> yep. I think that was the catalyst. Okay, so let's talk about revival for a second. The definition of revival. We'd actually need a town hall on this, but yo, that's our February town hall. I've 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 read a a bunch about revival. There's books that have been written revival why revival tarries. There's a a book that I read recently by an English revivalist that was given to me by Steve Sk- uh, uh, Gamble. Um, that was really fantastic. But I guess being a charismatic. And having, you know, my dad was like, talk to me about every revival ever when I was a kid. The Welsh revival, Evan Roberts. Like, I know things that nobody should know. You know what I mean? Just by virtue of my, my dad was essentially big into all that stuff. Uh, during the Toronto Blessing, I think he did a lot of studying on what revivals were to try to not justify it, but bring some clarity to it and the purpose of it. I think that revival looks like um, your family going to church, tithing, building church, building the kingdom of God. It looks like your kids loving Jesus. It looks like, you know, being educated, being being a faithful witness. I like the language. Yeah. Like I that, like the language. To me, that's what it's about. So I guess, I guess for me, like, let, let's talk about ultimate things. You know, like, 
like the, the book of Revelation. Like what is the book of Revelation about? It's about being a faithful, how, what gets you into heaven? Being a faithful witness, right, to Jesus Christ, okay? And, and it's being transformed by the renewing of your mind, not transformed by a charismatic experience. Although the Holy Spirit is a help and he does empower and, um, you know, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. I mean, we, we absolutely need that. But then there's this whole putting on of all the things that will give you the strength. So I think that the Holy Spirit is meant, to, and these experiences are meant to catapult you in boldness towards, you know, the blessed breastplate of righteousness, you know, towards the shield of faith, you know, towards the sword of the Spirit, all, <clears throat> all these things that, um, like revival doesn't make you um, a faithful witness. But revival can 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 be the catalyst to to you know and give you the heart to desire to be a faithful witness. You know, does that make sense? So I, I don't think that these two things things are at odds, if that makes sense. Um, but to me, revival is when the church is a faithful witness. That's what it, it is. A revival is um, is dad going to work. And having a job and providing for his family mm. and taking his kids to church and being the priest of his home. You know what I mean? And that, that to me is what revival looks like. Right. You know, and, and ultimately when you look at um you know, Wesley being I, he noted that there was these socioeconomic changes and all these miners that got saved um in in his ministry, you know, when he basically he was part of a revival in England. And yeah, all these people were coming to know Jesus. But the real revival, the sustained revival, was they stopped going, spending all their money like on the pub. It was the effect on their life. Totally. Right. They stopped spending all their money on the pub. They started to save money. They were miners. They had nothing. But all of a sudden, when all their paycheck didn't go to the pub, yeah, they started to give. They started to save. They started to pay off their houses. They started to have savings. They started to make investments. They started to open businesses. You know what I mean? Like It was so good for the entire... Right. To me, that's what revival looks yeah. like. Right. I do not believe that revival. I th- I believe that what we are wa- a visitation is the seed of revival. Right. Mm. So to me, that's what that's what I would look. I I would call it's Asbury, the beginning of like a transformation. Correct. So yeah. I would say that what's happening at Asbury is a visitation. Right. Of the spirit. Right. right. But I would say that revival is something that is sustained, like the proof of what just happened. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, it's 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 a whole thing. It's there's there's many pieces of it. But I just I would I don't I don't I think I just don't like the term revival be in in its modern parlance because what it often means and this is what Chris and I are critiquing is what it what they're really saying is it's all of it's this charismatic liturgy. It's a trip pan term. It's a catch all term. Yeah. Yeah. For, it's a catch all right. term for anything. Yeah. And um I think that there's gonna be it's gonna it's it's stirring people up again. I mean, people that are in a are in a place. God's being merciful to people, and so when I when I look at that, and I see what took place at the American Pentecostal movement in Azusa Street, which was preceded, the Pentecostal movement in America was preceded by Pentecostal movements in Chile, and North Korea, as well as what was taking place in the Walsh Revival. You're mentioning Nate Evan Roberts, but it's it's all it's the mercy of God on people that brings about a call back to repentance. That's how Azusa Street began. Right. Okay. Uh, stirs people socially in a sense where they start forgiving one another and start offering forgiveness to their families, to each other. To it brings denominations together, and I love that it's happening in Asbury because they're not traditionally Pentecostal or charismatic. And and, and now you're talking 
a move of God apart from a charismatic background. Yeah. Right. Se. It's cool. Yeah. God forbid the charismatics ruin it. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's cool. It's very cool. Well, I'm excited to go see it. Yeah. Me too. Me too. I'm excited to Definitely got it. me thinking. I think if I think if we went, you'd immediately. I believe every report that I hear in the sense where people, uh, there was one guy who said, "I wanted to run, I wanted to jump, I wanted to dance, I wanted to sleep, I wanted to cry at the same time." Like, man, that's God. That that to me is a great, and it says time slowed down, and I thought that to me is such a. Um, it, I just believe that you know it, it, he wasn't trying to sell it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the revival that me and Nair talking about, people are really trying, we're having revival come out for 15 nights. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe, maybe not. Like nobody's trying to sell this. And yeah, and people are just showing up to it, you know? Right. I love it. And I'm I'm, I'm here for it. Apparently there was a revival in Asbury in 1970. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. Every 50 years. It's the year of Jubilee. If you look at all the numbers, they all match up. Mm-hmm. You just got to get into Gematria. They need a yes. numbers guy in there. <laughs> yes. It's a, it's a triangular number. Yeah. Yep. I think, you know who needs to go up there is Brother Terry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> totally. Yes. She got her snake friends, call, too. We, we should call in Brother Terry and ask him what he thinks of what's going dude, on. Dude, you know, yeah. you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to the Asbury Revival, and I'm going to get a bunch of down, and I'm going to get a fan. <laughs> and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find my way up to the rafters somehow and then start releasing Angel Feather. Angel Feather! <laughs> <laughs> that'll pump it up oh yeah yep when when you feel like it's about to die just start releasing feathers i'm gonna start i'm gonna start like throwing non out of the rafters <laughs> like like a frisbee nice yeah just pelting people in the head yeah mana yeah, mana. mana from heaven yeah oh taste garlic <laughs> <Mana frisbees>. <laughs> <laughs> garlic mm. oh the lord the lord must be italian <laughs> That's crazy. I can't wait to hear what Ben Witherington or Fred Long or Craig Keener has to say about what's the Is Craig place. there too? Yeah. Cool. They're Dr. Keener? Dr. Keener. Paging Dr. Keener? Which is so funny because the scholars prefer to be called by their first name, but then you find people who are, I would say- Want to be doctors? Yeah. And they demand like all the titles. Right. <laughs> Dude, we we just we just got a text. Apparently, uh, the New Evangelicals guy went to Asbury. Oh, good. Oh, did he really? Did he, is he liking it? Yeah, it, uh, it was a tweet. The New Evangelicals tweeted, I'm here. And then Michael Whittle uh, retweeted and said, guys, we can all stop speculating on what's happening at Asbury now. New Evangelicals is there to bring us fair and balanced reporting from ground zero. <laughs> <laughs> That's sort of why I didn't go on Monday is because everybody was there and reporting. And I'm like, yeah, let's, I'll let all that kind of get ahead of me. And then, I like yeah. their auditorium. It looks cool. Hey? It is, yeah. yeah. Well... Cool. Well, what do we uh, what do we have now? Oh, dude, there's so much. There's so there's much that's happening. going on right now. Okay, like Jill Biden kissed Doug Emhoff on the mouth. Do we want to? How long have we been going for? 120 hours. No, right now. How long have we been going for this podcast? Uh, 45. Do you want to cut this podcast and then do another one right now? Yeah, probably. Yeah, great. It's Hold on, let's do a little outro. Oh, we'll save that story for the next one. Because we yeah. just need to bank something. Yeah, yeah. cool. Smart. Um, uh, what was one thing that we did need to bring up? Savage Bible Bootcamp is coming up. Let's just talk about that quick for a sec. All right, Savage Bible Bootcamp. If you didn't do it, if you if you don't know what it is, then here's what it is. 
It's six weeks, six courses, $6 if you're not subscribed with ASU. We're going to be doing Genesis to all through Lent. Genesis, we're going to do covenants. We're going to do faith. It's a big look at salvation history. Uh, Romans, the synoptics, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and then finally John. It's going to be absolutely insane. So it starts Monday, February 20th. Go Uh, to uh, theosu.ca slash savage. Savage. Oh, can we can we also mention? I think it got lost in the noise, mm-hmm. but like our Theosu friends, like our friends of Theosu. Oh yeah, that's a big deal. Yes, get in on it. Get in on people, it. People, people can make bank off of friends of Theosu. Yeah, go to theosu.ca/slash/friends. And 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 what's the idea, Brian? You get twenty five percent of all ongoing subscriptions that you get to s- people to sign up for. So our prices have also lowered oh, to, yeah. to $50.99. So you're telling me that if I referred somebody to Theosu, mm-hmm. I would get $4 a month. Well, you work here, so no. But but uh, hypothetically. Yes. Everyone's trying to get me to sign up today. <laughs> for the affiliate program? Yeah. Yeah. He asked me, hey, Chris, would you I like to sign I need that four bucks, ASU? dude. You can if, just get one? Dude, if I got that four bucks, this Coke Zero would pay for itself. That's a good point. And then I wouldn't have to get Chris to pick it up for me. That was nice of you, Chris. Uh, that was nice of you, Chris. Oh, he'll yeah. be getting the invoice earlier the next later this month. I'll Venmo you. Thanks for being on Silly Graham Podcast. <laughs>